Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 26th episode of the American Schmuck Podcast. And I'm your host, the American Schmuck. Here's my podcast voice. So in the December 1955, in a rural town outside of Bend, Oregon, a family braces for the winter. The power is out and they're relying on candlelight. They move their perishables outside in the snow to keep fresh. I'm just kidding. Isn't that how podcasts go these days? Well, what's the date today? December 10th of the already notorious year 2020. I'll go down in history as the beginning of ushering in of the new epoch. And what that new epoch is, still up to us. This is fucking overtime, tied up, very interesting times. Thanks for joining me today, and if you're listening to this, chances are you are in, you're a person that has an idea of what's going on in the world. You're not a lefty. That just gets easily influenced into like loving Black Lives Matter because it's written in on the NBA basketball court. That's not you. Not because some like C-rate athlete like Colin Kaepernick loves Black Lives Matter. So you do too. That's not you. And chances are like... If you're white, listen to this. Like most other white people out there, they just like, including me too. I mean, like, just grovel at the black person. I'm not saying that like it's a bad thing. I'm saying we have empathy and we're like, okay, we understand. So yeah, I'll give you know, what do you need? I'm I'm willing to help. That's most white people. And speaking of Colin Kaepernick, who fucking loves communism, but doesn't, actually an uber-capitalist, this guy, Ben and Jerry's teams up with Colin Kaepernick to change the world, world as in W-H-I-R-L-D, like, you know, fucking chocolate swirl whirl. Colin Kaepernick's changed the world. I mean, this is, I mean, you can't even, this is such a joke. It's got a little spiral in there, and and it's red. I'm guessing that's just kind of have some sort of subliminal of the hammer and sickle, because it kind of, when I first saw it, it kind of resembles that to me. And then it's got, like, the king crown in quotes, which is, like, was that, like, gang symbol, like Latin kings or some shit? Caramel fudge chips, graham cracker swirls, and chocolate cookie swirls. Ben and Jerry's non-dairy frozen dessert. Oh, so it's vegan. Okay. Gosh, is this not a boardroom cap? I mean, give me a break. I mean, they have their target audience. They fucking, 
war gamed it out. They 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 anticipate the sales of this. How many people are gonna buy it? They attach the name Colin Kaepernick to it. They pay Colin Kaepernick because he's a fucking communist. And voila, here. I mean, like his fucking ugly ass afro. He looks all pissed off. He looks like he's fucking retarded because he is. I mean, jeez. And he even tweets out, I've teamed up with Ben Jerry's to serve up joy on the journey to justice. <laughs> Today we are excited to introduce the world, change the world, a new non-dairy flavor that hits the shelves early 2021. 100% of my proceeds will go to your rights camp with matching support from Ben and Jerry's. I mean, does this not even sound like like written like a fucking advertisement? I mean, this is just like slapstick. I mean, again, the liberals that will buy into this, the lefties that will buy into this, I mean, there's just, they don't have a level of like, of they, they don't go, I mean, it's like negative IQ. There's no, it's unlimited. Their level of stupidity is unlimited. They just keep going. They just keep going and going and going and going and going. So that's an interesting little tidbit for you on the hypocrisy of the left. Again, again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again. Just happens all the fucking time. I mean, that's the standard. Hypocrisy with the left. They're all rich. But they want your money. They're for the worker. But they're for shutting down work. And they don't work themselves. How are you going to be for the worker and for welfare? Like, I don't get it. That doesn't make any fucking sense. At some point, if you're pro-worker, you're pro-helping that person work. But Marx doesn't talk about that. He just says, you're a worker, so therefore you're a victim. So, fucking set up concentration camps. Real logical, right? Because concentration camps are good. The fucking Chinese have them. And speaking of China. Speaking of motherfucking China. The CCP. The PLA. Antifa is their domestic arm. American arm of their PLA. People's Liberation Army. That is Antifa. And they're just... I mean... They haven't gone anywhere. They're still around. They're regrouping. They're they're still, you know, don't forget about them right now. Do not forget about Antifa right now. I bet they're just anticipating the overturn of the election in favor of Trump. Because that's a whole other can of worms. If I remember, I'll get to it by the end of the uh, podcast here. I always intend to cover all sorts of stuff. Okay, before I forget, on the last podcast... On the last podcast, I made a mistake. I was talking about Oracle and uh, that company in their connection with fucking DARPA and, and you know, um, the nanotech that's in the vaccines that's going to communicate, be put on the cloud with the help of Oracle and then connected to your smartphones and blah, 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 and QR codes and all that shit. Dystopia, right? And I said that, I mean, I, I told a story about when I lived in 
downtown St. Paul and I was going to a music school down there and I'd walk through the skyways and I would come, you know, walk past Oracle supercomputers. It wasn't Oracle. It was my mistake. It was Cray supercomputers. And then I said, there's a big building outside, you know, that's attached to the Mall of America and it's not Oracle. It's Cray. C-R-A-Y. Cray supercomputers. That was my bad. I got that mixed up. I don't know why I thought Oracle. I think a number of years ago, I was delivering for a popular freaky, freaky fast sandwich place. And I want to say we delivered to an, uh, an Oracle office around the area. It sounds familiar. I knew there was something familiar about Oracle, like in my experience in real life. And then I came across some other stuff like the Pulte Group and like all these other like weird offices I would deliver to. And then there's a ATK um, government weapons contractor that's not too far from here. Like Minnesota's got some weird shit going on. Seriously, I mean, I mean, all the 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 fucking Black Lives Matter and all that happened here. Um, there's a lot of weird stuff going on. In the Twin Cities, a big, huge, big pharma state. Uh, it's quite amazing. Uh, what else? There's that one insurance company that just made a killing and was part of the, you know, fucking crony capitalist fascist deal that was Obamacare. Um, oh, gosh, it's, it, it's skipping my memory. My point, a lot of weird stuff going on around here. So where was I? China. As you've probably heard, China sent a female spy, infiltrated Swalwell's office. He bangs her, blah, blah, blah. And apparently I just saw on Breitbart that Eric Swalwell's brother and dad defriended her on Facebook. So I'm wondering... If that was, like, you know, a big old family fun fest like the Bidens have all the time. So, what is Swalwell's hit song? Get the guns. Nuke the American people because of the Second Amendment. You want, he's like, he said in a tweet, you want a civil war? Okay, we'll end it quickly with our nukes because we have them. I'll end it. Yeah, as if, I mean, you, you, it's, it's dumb on my part to try to dissect, the, you know, dissect on how stupid this is because it's not even worth. It's so dumb on its face, but I mean, I just, I just feel compelled to do it. So he talks about how like the civil war will be ending quickly because he has, and he's on the House Intel Committee, by the way. This guy has access to classified information and all sorts of secrets. and But I don't even think, I bet, I mean, I, I don't know what goes on over there. I'm not in the fucking, I'm not in Congress. I'm not in the House Intel Committee. I'm not in the CIA. I'm not in the State Department. So, I mean, but I can only imagine that he's a player as opposed to somebody who re- receives, like, intelligence reports and acts on them. I bet he, j- it's it's not even about that in these in these committees. It's It's about just... I, I'm guessing fucking 
doing what China wants. Doing what China wants. And so, I mean, I was reading the book Tragedy and Hope about how after World War One, there was an Italian military strategist who predicted that wars are going to be fought, you know, very quickly due to the uh, advent of air superiority of, of, of airplanes in regards to war. Fly over target, bomb it, bada bing. And that didn't end up being the case, and it's and it's regarded often as a very flawed uh, military tactical manual when in, in regards to uh, air fighting and air superiority. And this notion that the wars are going to be just quick because you have air dominance. And after World War II, that was proven not to be the case, and the Germans were so successful in their air campaigns as opposed to any anybody else at the time was because instead of just using it as just blanket bombers, they would almost use it as precise long-range artillery attacks to cover for the ground forces, kind of like what the A-10 Warthog's uh, role is. And so the notion of a quick campaign is gone. And a reflection of that, or an adding on to it, is the nuclear war will be very quick because it's nukes. Right? So, but then that's been refuted as well because, I mean, everybody moves underground. They think it's going to demoralize people, but usually it, it riles them up. Um, it's not a very feasible, and not to mention the uh, political blowback in your own country that you're, you know, just started World War, you know, fucking dead. And then now there's going to be a bunch of nuclear fallout that's going to affect your own population. Now you just invited nuclear attacks on your own population. So, I mean, the, the, the notion that a quick war pretty much doesn't exist. We thought Iraq was going to be a quick war. We took out the government. Now we have jihadis everywhere. I mean, it was just a jihad party. I mean, they came in from all over the place. Fucking all over the Middle East. Libya, Iran, Syria, Afghanistan. Fucking. What's that South Pacific country? Oh, my gosh. Not Thailand, which I, I'm going to bring up Thailand in a little bit, too. Apparently, they got some issues going on, but they're open for business. They're partying out there. Their clubs are gone. Their clubs are going. You can go to Bangkok right now, and you can't swing a stick without hitting a beer and a fucking uh, a lady boy. They're just, they're, they're open for business out there. I mean, just the clubs are on fire. Not literally on fire, but it's just party time fucking Bangkok. But the Philippines. That's the country I was going to say. Came in from the Philippines, the jihadis. Came in from uh, that one Eastern European country that always has them. 
not Serbia, Yugoslavia, I think. Went in there. I mean, just I mean, it before the jihad party was first in Iraq, and now, ever since you know the fucking Arab Spring, when the bad guys George Soros and Facebook and Hillary Clinton and Obama went and uh, destroyed Gaddafi, and then went on to Syria to try to destroy Bashar al-Assad and faked a bunch of chemical attacks. Uh, yeah, what else? I mean, because what a purported oil pipeline going through those regions from Russia to Europe. They couldn't do that. Wanted oil dominance. So we had to fake a fucking whole war under the guise of making the world safe for democracy, which was brought into the public domain via Edward Bernays to get Americans to go along into World War One. How I got on that topic, I don't, I don't even fucking remember. What was I? Something about China. Eric Swalwell. Nuke in America. So, yeah, the protracted campaign always happens as when it's intended to be short. Operation Barbarossa, the Germans, the Nazis, it just never happens. So, in Eric Swalwell's tweet, he talks about it'll be a quick war because they're going to just nuke Americans. They're going to nuke gun owners who, do, who don't turn in their guns. As if we're going to be in fucking, we're all just going to congregate in Los Alamos, like all together, you have a gun, bring it with to Los Alamos and stand in a really tight circle and just stand there and, and, just, and you, just please do that for us. As if that happens. I mean, it's just dumb on so many levels. The guy had to have been pissed drunk. Anyway, it shows his goal. He wants to disarm Americans. And it shows it, it, his just absolute, like, stupidity and loathness of the American people. And he has a Chinese spy that he's banging. Now, same state, uh, National Senator Diane Feinstein. Turned out she had a spy, Chinese spy, working in her office for like 20 years. And what is Diane Feinstein's hit song? Collaboration, fucking duet, drunken ass, fucking karaoke night song that she sings with Eric Swalwell. Mr. and Mrs. America, turn in your fucking guns. Both of which have Chinese spies working for them. And it's, I mean, it's not proven. But, I mean, it's almost you don't even fucking need it. But it's it's my assumption that they were willing fucking Chinese spies. Chinese agents. Just like Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Hunter Biden. Joe Biden. Just the rest of them. China is an actual threat. And again, I'm not trying to like fall back to some like nationalists like USA rah rah rah. You know they're, you know, making the world safe for democracy. You're in fucking you know. Uh, I'm not trying to do something like that. But they they are bad guys. They have concentration camps. They kill people on the regular. 
They fucking execute 16-year-old girls because they're lesbian. How liberal is that? In a fucking stadium. How liberal is that? That's good. And they are trying to do winter training exercises in Canada. Which Justin Trudeau agreed to. But under pressure of tr- from Trump, they reversed that. Thank God. Because imagine if, I mean, gosh, Canada. See, this is what happens when, you, when you're a fucking British colony and you never fucking had a revolution. And what was it? Like a couple years ago, I even saw that they were letting Russian, Russian, Chinese naval vessels, submarines and stuff being docked over towards um, Vancouver in British Columbia. The Chinese want to get into Canada. And Canada wants to, they're, they're trying to have them in. They're trying to have them in, but they just, they, they you know, they, they, they got to make it look like it's an accident or they're just, just fucking friendly. And, you know, Chinese, they're not bad. They don't have any fucking concentration camps. And then from there, I mean, it's easy for them to have a foothold in Mexico. I've heard that there's already, you know, Chinese troops there. If I, I don't know if that's true or not, but, I mean, you can bet your fucking bottom dollar that they're trying to be there. And it probably wouldn't be that hard for them to be there. I mean, all they really have to do is pay the cartels. The cartels have no loyalty to anybody. I'm sure they'll be like, oh, viva la Mexico all day, but then they'll let the Chinese come right in. I mean, most of the fucking ingredients that they get to make meth come in bulk. Fucking, you, you know, industrial strength, pure fucking pseudofedrin in by the pallet. From China. I mean, all the fentanyl that comes in comes comes in from China through Mexico. So Mexico, they the Chinese pretty much have Mexico. Now think about it. Chinese pretty much have Australia. The Chinese have control of pretty much all of Asia. They have control of Africa. Canada and China are trying to work together to do something, but they got to make it look like it's, you know, they got to make it, you know, there's fucking political considerations within the fucking, the the people of the, the, the residents of the respective Western countries, that is Canada and the United States, because the people know that can that China fucking sucks and they're bad guys. So you kind of, you know, this kind of fucking, how do you do? Yeah. So, I mean, the, the, the global dominance of China is fucking real. And our fucking quibbles here, especially that come from the Democrat Party, that keep us from focusing on China, is what's going to let us fucking be their fucking colony. Slave colony. By agents like Hillary Clinton, Eric Swalwell, 
Dianne Feinstein, and Joe Biden. I mean, fuck. You're having all sorts of stuff like China's up to their eyeballs in stealing this election. If Trump over if if this election gets overturned for Trump, China's going to do something. And I say fucking, you know what? If you're going to do something, fucking do it, bitch. You obviously don't like our first, our second amendment and you don't like our first amendment. You don't like our second amendment. That seems to be your sore spot, punk. You don't like our Second Amendment. Just like the fucking Japanese Yamamoto or whatever, World War II says, you know, uh, a rifle behind every blade of grass, bitch. And that's damn right. We got more fucking weapons here than we do people. You try something. It'll be a guerrilla war that you know nothing about. You thought Mao had guerrilla unlocked. Uh-uh, not till you get here. You try something. Especially trying to invade the southern states and even California, too. You know, California gets a bad rep, you know, for you know all their liberals and everything. Which there are a lot. But what is it turns out, you know... Californians don't like, they just cheat on, on all their elections. I mean, California, the, the fucking political establishment there is so corrupt. And the Hollywood establishment is so corrupt there. And the people are just under their yoke. But, you know, it's, you know, California is always fun and everything. You got, you know, surfing, you got the beach. It's always nice out. You can always do something. But there, there you know, I think one unexpected, you know, insane, like, powerful ally in this coming from straight from the flank is in, in, in a way that I don't think we can predict is going to come from California, the people of California. Absolutely. I mean, think about it. Southern California, from Orange County all the way down to pretty much the border is just all military. Not just any military. I mean, sure, you have the Navy, and they've been known to kind of support leftists and shit and be on board with the whole coronavirus thing. And But it's the Marines, baby. They're, I mean, the Marines, and then you got the fucking Navy SEAL base out there in Coronado, Camp Pendleton, the Marine uh, uh, basic training center out there. You got a lot of Marines, baby, out there in California. Southern California. And honestly, that's where you fucking want them. That and on the East Coast over, you know, Camp Lejeune. And at fucking Quantico and... So I'm glad to see that we got Marines in good spots. Hell yeah. Which will deter the fucking Chinese from invading Southern California. Now, now, uh, Northern California, San Francisco, that's a whole other thing. But once they go north of San Francisco, they're going to have a rough time up there too because those are all good old boys. 
you know what? Those good old boys not only have guns, but they live in the good old boy life of living under the law. Or outside the law, I should say. I mean, they all grow weed out there. They all do it clandestine. They don't all just grow for fucking dispensaries. They all grow it and ship it out. And, you know, a guy from fucking, you know, uh, Wisconsin comes in, picks up a couple packages, drives back. So you got some tough guys out there in Northern California, too. So Chinese, good luck going through. Oh, and the, the mountainous terrain and the pine trees and just the good luck fighting fucking Northern Californians with guns on their own soil. Good luck with that. You'll be able to take San Francisco super easily. You'll be thinking you have momentum. Wow, this is great. San Francisco is easy as, you know, it's, it's as easy as we thought. We've been around a bunch of arrogant Californian politicians who think that everybody else is dumb and the whole other state should be easy. You know what? You keep thinking that way. You keep thinking that way. And I guarantee you're going to have patriotic special forces elements going there and providing intel and some support to the locals out there in Northern California. Whether that may be, you know, maps or whatever, special weapons. So getting China here on our soil... I, they're, they're losing the battle with the left. The left, the, the, the people don't like the left. Except here where I'm at in the Twin Cities. But even that's fading. The lefties don't want to really acknowledge uh, their fucking intellectual flaws. And speaking of the left acknowledging their flaws, I saw this. Amazon's new health band is the most invasive tech we've ever tested. And of course, main China and, and, and Amazon's bread and butter is China. All the shit they sell is from China. They incentivize people to sell Chinese shit at a profit. You see, you know, like on the YouTube videos, you know, you see how you made a million, I made a million dollars in three months selling this little gadget here on Amazon. I get these for 50 cents and I turn around and sell them for five and these things are selling like hotcakes. And it's just some Chinese piece of shit. And these guys just want to have a fucking buck to sell some more shit made by slaves. Probably a fucking whatever widget you have. There's probably like a rolled up broken English fucking help me. I'm in a fucking concentration camp and they killed my family in front of me. Fucking note in there. Everybody's 
Amazon has a new health tracking uh, bracelet with a microphone and an app that tells you everything that's wrong with you. You haven't exercised or slept enough? Reports Amazon's $65 Halo band. Your body has too much fat? The Halo app shows a 3D rendering of your near-naked body. 65 bucks is awfully cheap, too, for something like this. And even, your tone of voice is overbearing or irritated or irated. The halo determines after listening through its tiny microphone on your wrist. We hope your tone is clear. We don't need to, this kind of criticism from a computer. The halo collects most intimate information we've seen from a consumer health gadget and makes the absolute least use of it. This wearable is much better than helping Amazon gather data than helping you get healthy and happy. Well, obviously, it's about gathering you know data on the population, but the only people that are going to buy this are the are the lefties. They, I could just see they're the only ones that are going to buy this thing because it's so invasive, intrusive. It's, it hasn't even rolled out. This is the first article, the first time I ever heard of it, and it's about how how fucking invasive it is. And there's little pictures on like. On your mood and shit, and like how it, you know, how it says if you're happy or fucking whatever. But you know what? I think this will be backfire on the bad guys because for the first time, the lefties were all about good vibes, and I'm so fucking blessed, blessed, not stressed, you know. Fucking, I'm a vegan, so therefore I'm better than everybody, and look at me. I'm happy, and you're not, and I'm going to try to make you unhappy just to show how happy I am. For the first time, they're going to have their god of science tell them that they're unhappy. For the first time, they're going to have a realistic, unbiased look in the mirror. Because you notice whenever anybody, somebody looks in the mirror, especially a lefty or like a fucking Instagram stupid broad or something, they all like, you know, they pose. It's not their actual natural look. They, they try to look pretty for the mirror. You know, they don't give themselves the shittiest look that they can. An actual look that people around them see is totally, it just, the, the look that they give in the mirror is completely non-existent in real life. They, they don't make that look. So the mirror is false because you give a false image to the mirror. And for the first time, these lefties are going to have, they're going to have a rude awakening. Either they'll just deny it and then hate Amazon that way, which is a good thing, but still out of straight fucking delusion and denial. Or they'll be like, wow, I had no idea I was such a miserable fuck. Which would be a good thing, because you need to know you're a miserable fuck, you're not that smart, and shut up. Not even saying I'm smart. But I set out to learn a couple things on my own. I go to the University of the Schmuck, which is an advocate, I'm an advocate of doing your own university, going on your own university, following your own course of curiosity. There's books out there, it's going to be effort. And there's going to be a bunch of different challenges. So, like, you know, just like uh, you, you want to endeavor anything, not only got to have the passion and in the will, but you got to also have to have the patience to learn how to do it. 
You need that you need that left brain training to set your left brain free, right brain free. You need to learn all the my, the the fucking boring monotonous, you know, math part of everything in order to break free and play around with everything that you learned via your right brain. It's the male and female coming together and creating something new. And I'm, I had a, uh, a thought, I think it was probably like last night before I was going to bed or something. I, I, you know, I watched a quick thing on, because my next book after Tragedy and Hope will hopefully be, because I just bought a bunch of books from the bookstore not too long ago, or like last week, like, I buy more books than I'll ever read. But I bought uh, Immanuel Kant's uh, Critique of Pure Reason, and that's like a thousand-page book of straight fucking wordage. And... You know, I kind of want to, you know, have an idea of it before I go into it and just completely, because there's a lot of, a lot of pr- proprietary terms in there that he uses and like uses regular words that we know of in a different context. And so it's almost like it's, it's, the book is in its own language. So I was looking up a YouTube on, on, on like kind of, you know, getting familiar with it. And it was talking about how, Immanuel Kant really emphasizes in school the need for rational learning, approaching things in a rational way. So that's your that's your left brain. That's the math, rational, fucking chain events, you know. And then it showed, but whereas like David Hume's theory is that schools need to focus on the straight emotional. Which is what we see today. And since this is what we're seeing today, we're seeing a complete fucking, you know, opposite of what schools should do, teaching kids and just like just emotionally massage them. And it's even getting bleeding outside, it, it bleeding, it's bled outside of your regular, you know, K through 12 schooling into colleges and into the workforce. So it's way beyond just, you know, your your regular, you know, schooling. And we see the results of a bunch of pissed off, soy boy, fucking Oedipus ass fucking kids. And I couldn't agree with Camp Moore, according to this YouTube video. I have yet to read the Critique of Pure Reason and talk about it more detail and more thoroughly and have, you know, be much more familiar with it. But, I mean, yeah, school should be absolutely rational learning. You need to know the fucking boring, monotonous bullshit in order to play around with it when you get to be an adult. Absolutely. You need to go through those fucking rites of passage. That's all that, you know, left brain learning is. Those are all rites of passage to see if you're qualified in order to play around with your right brain. Your right brain is a reward. You don't just pick up a guitar and start playing and it sounds like something. Maybe unless, you know, you got a special gift. 
in order to do something, but even if you have the special gift, in order to, like, pick up the guitar and, like, make something out of it, you're going to have to learn some chords. You're going to have to learn what the chords are. You're going to have to learn basic music theory. You're going to have to learn notation, you know, for even a piano. I mean, piano is a much better example. You can't just sit down and start playing some shit. I mean, you, the, the, you fucking, you know, 98 times out of 100, what would that be? 98 divided by 2. 44 times out of 50. 44 times out of 50. You would have, I mean, you, 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 it would just sound like slop. But you have to learn notation. You have to learn, you know, reading the staff and, and just that boring shit that you think is just so uncool in order to do something cool that you don't even do it and you sit down and you try to do, make something anyway, but it sounds like shit because you haven't gone through the rites of fucking passage in order to create something. So absolutely, schooling should be the rational, boring, bullshit part of it, and you got to stick with it. But then there's the whole thing of being motivated to stick with it when you don't think it's cool, and when you're growing up, the, all you want to do is you know be cool. So there we have a problem that I don't know how to solve, except for get rid of social media, TV, and uh, read books. So this morning, I caught some of the local news, and they, they had a little piece on just fucking fawning over Fauci. I just remember to bring up this point. I would have done some more research on it. To emphasize my point, but if you want to research it prove and prove me wrong, you totally can, but I don't think you'll find that I'm very proven wrong. But there's a whole piece on just fawning over Dr. Fauci and how Fauci is making kids these days wanting to become doctors. Fauci has a cult following. These kids don't want to become doctors as much as they want to be part of the, quote, like, resistance. That's that that that's their it's 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 something that they identify with. It's not about Fauci. He's not a real fucking doctor. I mean, he went through school and everything, but he's not. He, he's he he doesn't see patients. He doesn't see patients at all. All he does is say dumb shit like fucking, don't wear a mask, and then like a day later say wear the mask. Saying this thing isn't that bad. This coronavirus isn't that bad. Then saying oh we're all gonna fucking die. We all need to shut everything down for. A Category 2 pandemic, according to the CDC. I've read in the Alex Bernison's uh, Unreported Truth about COVID-19 and lockdowns, where, at worst-case scenario, about 430,000 people may die over a course of a couple years, in which the really only restriction says, you know, lock down schools for four weeks or don't have school for four weeks. I mean, it's all just a, a, a fucking cult around Fauci because, you know, he's anti-Trump and they just, and the media presents him that way. I know I've said this before, but I was at the liquor store like at the beginning of the summer and 
you know, you go into a liquor store these days and uh, just, I mean, just walls of like different types of micro brews and, and they got a bunch of cool old cans and everything and drawings on them. They always have some artists, you know, make a rendition for the beer. And it was a Fauci ale and it was like some passion fruit guava ale or something, pale ale. And I'm like, what the fuck on a fucking beer? Fauci on a fucking, I mean, like, it's just, it's a whole cult around this guy. Nobody knows what he did. They just see him and they want to be, they, 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 it, it it resonates. There's something that, just some evil shit, because he reminds me of fucking, you know, Tony Podesta, you know, with the weird little, like, shits about the, the paintings of the childs and everything, and the, just, I mean, the guy's a fucking pedophile. The guy kills kids. I guarantee it. I mean, there's that audio you can find out there and it's really hard to listen to because you you'll know if it's Podesta it sure sounds like him but you hear this guy saying J- I, I don't even remember because I couldn't even like listen to the whole thing it was hard to listen to but it, and, and I'm not gonna play maybe I should play it on here because it's fucked up I mean it, it's it's disturbing I don't want to it's not it's not something cool but I mean this whatever happened this happened it sounds like Tony Podesta but it's like he's going around saying he's hitting a kid. Whoever is sounding like Tony Podesta is hitting a kid, a child, a little child. And the child is screaming, and it's real screams. It's not fake. And the child, nah, I, I, and you say, like, what the guy sounding like Podesta, he's like, who's a bad fucking boy? I am. And it's 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 hella disturbing. I I, I don't even know if I, I should, if I should find it somewhere and play it, but it, it's either way. This shit happens. Happened on the Epstein Island. Tony Podesta has all these weird paintings of like tortured kids in his house. And Fauci looks like Tony Podesta. He just looks like him, little scrawny, little fucking. Like, not even, like, the good, like, tough guy Italian. Not even, like, the honorable, like, not 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 not, not that kind of Italian, but, like, a fucking, just, just, like, globalist. They all look the same. They all look the same. It doesn't matter if they have an accent or not. There's just nothing tough about them. There's just, like, something that just is lacking out of them from, like, a, a, a normal person. I don't know if it's a soul or what, but there's just something that's just not there. And there's a cult around this fight. And so now we're having like hordes of kids wanting, they, they don't want to be doctors. I mean, good luck going through the fucking, you know, med school because you want to be part of the resistance. But even if it's the case, I mean, we thought we we're, you know, Big Pharma was run by Mengele's right now. In the future, it's going to be totally run by, I mean, we're going to need an outside system. We're going to need a system completely cut off from this medical system. One, this medical system doesn't fucking work. And we shouldn't be praising it whatsoever. And we shouldn't be buying anything Chinese. Anything. Which is really hard to do. Especially the things that you need the most that are pretty much exclusive to China. Exclusively made in China. Those are the things that we're going to have to buy the least of. Because, sure, you may be able to find a pair of boots that are made in America. Or a cool cowboy hat that's made in not China. 
they're not going to get hurt there. They're still going to have they're they're, they're going to have things that they leverage on. The things that we need like like the medications, like the vaccines. That's the stuff that they're going to need uh they're they're going to desperately try, if not already desperately tried to have us depend on. And the big pharma system is just is one is is pretty much a Chinese arm. Via Fauci and people like this. I mean, Fauci fund this came out in Newsweek. Fauci funded the Wuhan lab in China. Funded it, his NIH funded it. What like seven million dollars or something? To do research on the bat coronavirus, give it gain-of-function technology. That means transferring the bat coronavirus to for human beings. He gave it that technology, or he helped fund it. He was he it wouldn't have been wouldn't have happened without him. Now, whether if this is an actual coronavirus, bat coronavirus that's going around. I don't, I, in my opinion, I don't think so just because there are no tests for it and the symptoms are so fucking random. I, I, I don't know what actually is going on out there, but I don't think it's something viral because I've seen people that live together. One person gets it and the other person doesn't. So that's my case for it. You, you, you're obviously, I don't, you don't need me to tell you, but you're free to make your own conclusions. And, yeah, Fauci funded that. And so, therefore, you put him on a beer, and now everybody loves him, and now we're going to have hordes of these people. You know what? But luckily, these people are going to be, I think, so lazy, and they're already so dumb to buy into something like this, they are not going to be able to withstand the vigors of med school. Just like somebody who sees... I don't know, fucking G.I. Joe or plays Call of Duty and you play a Navy SEAL and you think you can join the Navy SEALs now. So you're going to try to join the fucking Navy SEALs. So you join the Navy. You wash out the first day and now you're probably going to be working on a, I don't know, fixing the fucking rudders on a cruiser or something. So chances are they're going to drop out. They're going to have a big-ass fucking med school bill because college ain't going to be free no matter what they tell you. That's a big, huge, they want they want you on that fucking slave debt. So good luck wanting to be a doctor because Fauci. Why didn't the doctors that came out and said that coronavirus isn't that bad, why didn't that influence you? Why didn't that? And see, but this goes along with the idolatry of identity. You identify with something, you idolize it, as opposed to finding a hero figure, knowing their background, knowing what made them what they are, and then having that be the inspiration, and finding what you have in common with that. Now that is real inspiration. 
And then from there, you're going to realize the more studying you do, you do on just the whole topic surrounding or the inspiration of this person's end result, of this person's art, of this person's fruit, you're going to find you have a lot in common with their upbringing, and you're going to be having a kinship, almost like a mentorship with them, with that person. It is like, it is, it's like a long distance, yeah, apprenticeship. But instead, this is just an idolatry. Fucking Fauci doesn't care about you. He wants you dead. He's part of this whole clique. I mean, he's, he's fucking attached to the hip to Bill Gates, who says the world should fucking die, especially old people. And who's dying now? Old people. Woohoo. I guarantee if you followed Fauci's life, you would be at some point gravely disgusted. This is well beyond you not wanting to meet your heroes. It was just an old adage, you know, you don't want to meet your heroes because you'll find out that they're just as human as you. But you're going to find out Fauci is a sick fuck in the opposite of a person, the opposite of a doctor, the opposite of the hypocritic oath. He's too good to see patients. So that was a real dis- and then of course the the news anchors were like Fauci, yeah, great, what a fucking guy. The guy is a fucking the guy's the devil. I'm sure there's more stuff that. Here I'm just looking at Breitbart, Nutty Nancy, Republicans fo- focus on Swalwell honeypot scandal to distract from QAnon. Bro, I don't fucking read. I don't follow QAnon. I just, I, I just see the news. I, I, and I, I just fucking put, lick my finger, and put it up to the wind. And she just, she's, she has to just pull this shit out of her ass. I mean, completely. Republicans, because of QAnon, Q, nobody's even talking about QAnon, as far as I know. I don't know anything about it. I just know that it's like some fucking anonymous. Who knows what saying some shit? And I don't pay attention to fucking anonymous like fucking saying some shit, whether it be you know the book anonymous that went out against Trump. I gotta hold the same standard about anybody that says anything against Hillary Clinton. To myself, I tried to not be as hypocritical as I can because we all are guilty of it. So we're all guilty of some sort of hypocrisy somewhere. We, let's get that out of the way right now. You you are, I am. I try to recognize it. I try to be unbiased in a lot of things. But we all have our biases. And uh, it's just something that you really can't avoid sometimes. But she just like pulls this stuff out of her ass. I mean, who, where the fuck she come up with this? But of course, it's Nancy Pelosi, so we're just going to go nuts trying to think about this when, we're, when there's there's nothing to think about. She's just nuts. Gosh, I mean, just look at her with her stupid mask. That's over her rubber mask. That is a fucking face. Gosh, she's just such a disgusting person. I do not want to see her naked. No. Ugh. Imagine those varicose veins in that cellulite. Ugh. Now I'm at like 55 minutes in this podcast and might be 
a little bit longer of a podcast than usual. But I kind of want to... I've been reading through that that, that um, Great Reset book from Klaus Schwab, head of the Davos Group, head of the World Economic Forum, bad guy, super bad guy, like top of the pyramid probably, or at least pretty damn close. And I had the book on my Kindle. Yes, see, I am a hypocrite. I'm guilty of fucking giving money to Amazon because I like having a fucking Kindle. You know, that's pretty much all I use Amazon for. But it's it's really fun. It's really convenient. And I remember I started reading it not too long ago. And I had a bunch of highlights in there. And the highlights were gone. The highlights were gone. But you know what? Here, here's what I'm going to do. At the end of my podcast, I'm going to go through some. There's so many fucking highlights in here about just like there's so many. It, it, it's, it's just such a bellwether of these people. It, it's, it's just so. How do I explain it? Like just how he talks, how he writes the book, the, 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 the place you have to be. In order to write this kind of stuff. In the lies on lies on lies. Like this is not a scientific. Here we, you know, all these lefties are like, oh, science, this and that. Here we have a guy who's head of the World Economic Forum. Suddenly, for some fucking reason, he's a good guy, you know, because, you know, fuck. And by no means a health expert. I mean, yeah, I'm not even for the expert because I'm not a, quote, expert. So, you know, and I'm giving my opinion out there. And I think I'm going to write something about, like, the dictatorship of the expert. I think I mentioned that before. And, but it's just lies on lies. There's nothing scientific on any of this shit. He, like, references himself. Oh, the, you know, fucking World Economic Forum report said, bro, you're the head of the World Economic Forum, like, what a fucking fuck. So anyway, I'm going to start from the beginning some of these quotes and then elaborate on them. And usually I try to keep my podcast in between, you know, after 45 minutes. I don't want to skimp, but I try to keep them after 45 minutes. I'll go longer if I have stuff to say. And right now I'm about an hour and I still got more to say. And this is like in the introduction first page. There's a quote down here. This one was underlined, so other people have quoted it too. But most notably, I'll start at the beginning of the sentence. But deep existential crises also favor introspection and can harbor the potential for transformation. The fault lines of the world, most notably social divides, lack of fairness, absence of cooperation, failure of global, global governance and leadership, now lie exposed as ever before, and people feel the time for reinvention has come. This is 100% the New World Order. And I know New New World Order is associated with, like, conspiracy theory and shit, but all sorts of presidents have talked about the New World Order and what it is, and these things aren't... This is nothing... All the people who have been talking about what the New World Order is... There's not very many different uh, different opinions on it. They're all, it's pretty much at a consensus. I don't know anybody else who doesn't think it's like global, gov- you know, fucking 
digital money, omnipresent surveillance, and uh, and squalor, and digital you know digital currency that gets handed out to like a welfare system. So here we go. Lack of fairness, which is vague, especially coming from a billionaire that's head of the World Economic Forum and the head of fucking Davos. Like, you care about fairness. Coming from one of the top billionaires of the world, one of the top fucking money people of the entire world in Europe, talking about fairness. Give me a fucking break. Absence of cooperation. Well... I guess you would call a runaway slave, you know, being guilty of absence of cooperating. Right? Absence of cooperation. What do I have to cooperate with, huh? I mean, I mean that that in other words, in double talk, translation, absence of cooperation, you're a fucking slave labor. Slave. Forced action. Failure of global global governance and leadership. Assuming we want a global governance. That's what he just assumes. This is the arrogance. That's what I'm saying. Like, this is the bellwether of these people. This is the absolute arrogance of these kind of people. And But I got so many highlights. I'm going to try to buzz through them. Now I'm on page two. Many of us are pondering when things will return to normal. The short answer is never. Never will ever return to never will ever return to the broken sense of normalcy that prevailed prior to the crisis before the coronavirus pandemic marks a fundamental inf- inflection point in our global trajectory. Global trajectory. Oh, what was your plan for the future? I wasn't filled in. I didn't get the fucking memo. Well, actually, I did get the memo. It was a new world order. That's what we've been talking about. You know, but when 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 did this global trajectory come in? Where do I fit into into this global trajectory? This this is from his book, and you know, I wrote down possible solution. Now, is there some optimistic naivete associated with this? Maybe. Now, where did I write it? Solution. Later on in the book, I mean, because I, I want to kind of go through sequential order of these highlights as fast as I can, but you know what? It'll, I, I mean, I'll fill podcasts for days for this. Possible solution, and keep in mind, this does carry with it some naivete. Keep hammering at the inconsistencies and the fraudulentness of the coronavirus. Approach it your own way. Hammer at it. Let everybody know this is it. I mean, this is they're bringing into the New World Order here with the hopes of Biden. So that's crumbling. Hopefully it will crumble. If they lose these two things, they're done. Oh, man, that's just such... It, it just, I just, it's just, you narrow it down to those two things and they're done. Oh, my gosh. So, just keep hammering at it to the point. Because they plan, they, they want this, it, it's, 
going to minimally be with these people a couple years. They say it, you know, it's so, it, and it's happened. It's, it's, it's happening. So, I mean, whether we like it or not, there's going to be reflections of this. It's going to reverberate and have aftershocks in the next couple years that happen. I'm not talking about necessarily the virus itself, but just the, 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 all the lockdowns and the rules and all that shit that they put in place from the government who aren't health experts, but listen to them. So you elected this fucking no-name over here somewhere. And to the point where they have to admit that the virus has run its course. Like, even, even Schwab admits that the bubonic plague ravaged Europe in a span of four years. At some point, it left. Now, if we can hammer at it and just just hold the line, not even just hold the line, but just gain some territory until then, until where they're forced to surrender or forced to, yeah, surrender. But I'm not trying to, I, I want stuff to ha- you know, I'm trying to make this happen before then. Because it is a fraud that needs to be exposed right now. Because Thailand's open for business. China's open for... The whole of Asia is open for business. They all have clubs going. Hey, I mentioned that with the fucking um, ladyboys and shit. They're out wandering the streets and... In a broken sense of normalcy. And I think what he means by that is Freedom. These people want to control you. I mean, like, it's hard to fathom it. It really is. But these people just want your, they want to sink their teeth into you. And then here's an interesting highlight. Radical changes of such consequence are coming that some pundits have referred to a quote before coronavirus BC and after coronavirus AC. So they do a BC. This is this is like they're like they think they're Christ. And I'll read the last quote from this page. And I'll try to uh in the next episode have quotes that are I'm going to try to filter some out and uh have ones that are more important than the others, but I mean, I could just spend time on each one of these quotes on just on the fucking fuck talk that he's talking. By itself, the pandemic may not completely transform the world, but it is likely to accelerate many of the changes that were already taking place before it erupted, which will in turn set motion in other changes. So this is the, the, basically what he said. He said this this coronavirus has been set up perfectly for things for for changes that they've already you know wanted to change. Same thing you know the changes that they wanted to have with uh, global warming. Stay in your house. You can walk somewhere. You're gonna be broke. You have to report your fucking carbon credits, carbon emissions for the Earth. Of course, they they, they have to give you a sense of guilt that you're that you are a problem you're born you're guilty i mean how 
I I don't know how many. It's rare these things have happened on Earth, and usually they're in like pretty concentrated areas. But this is all over the world. I mean, like where you're born and you're guilty. I'm sure maybe like apartheid in South Africa. I'm not a South Africa expert. Because I know you have people like, uh, what's his name, that stupid, this, the, the guy who just like is a total femme who does the Daily Show now. He's from South Africa, and he's like, I'm born illegal. Oh, well, you seem to be pretty doing, doing pretty good right now. And then in places in like South Africa, they're, I mean, they're, they're, they're fucking murdering white people like crazy. They weren't the colonizers who came there before. They just have a farm. They're growing food. Don't fuck with anybody. But yeah, but they're going and they burn these people's houses down with their kids in them. So in, in, so I'm not an expert on South Africa. I know that at some point it's probably apartheid there. Or, you know, obviously in uh, Nazi Europe, you know, when you're born a Jew, forget it. But that ended. People were like, that's fucked up. That's got to end. And it ended. So, yeah, and that's probably the most extreme example of that, that that you can point at. The rest are probably more isolated in smaller pockets in different societies and different cultures or whatever. This is the 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 level of guilt that they get put on people is on on a global scale is just this this is what this is bad guy behavior this is what bad guys do you're guilty you're born guilty and they try to distract us with this race thing that they're just projecting on all white people that we fucking think all people who aren't white are born guilty and therefore should. I don't know. I mean, I don't even know. What do they say we do to these people? What do they say we do to these people? Oh, I call the cops on a fucking black guy breaking into my car? And most of the time, white people don't even do that. They're like, I don't want to call the cops on a black guy. And they sure don't report the times when it's white people breaking into cars and doing stuff. Because it's all it's it's all in a psychological place. It has nothing to do with skin color. It's all it's it's just what your psychology is. Psychology isn't the theory. Like I've said this before, the theories of Freud don't apply just to white people. Okay, I mean it's just this. What makes this is what makes to me the, the any sort of racist argument, whether white people do this or black people do that, is it's just to me so fucking just on its face stupid. Because it, what what counts is people's psychology, what's going on in their brain. So that's uh, read one more quote as I cue up the uh, outro, which is the same as intro. Here he goes on talking about, but also triggering innovations, redrawing national boundaries, and often paving the way for revolutions. He's talking about pandemics, what they've done. Trigger innovations. So he 
intros that is something positive. He knows what he's doing. Triggering innovations. Oh, you like innovations, right? Oh, keep you know, keep reading. Then redrawing national boundaries. Okay, well, all right. And often paving the way for revolutions. Oh, well, I mean, there's got to be a change, right? I mean, should we do a revolution? I mean, I, you know, I mean, Black Lives Matter. I mean, World Economic Forum. They're good. They're both good, right? George Soros. I mean, yeah, he was a Nazi, but I mean, like, he's not one of those Nazis, like the Trump Nazis. He's just like one of those like uniformed like SS Nazis. And like, you know, those guys just did what they had to do. They're just doing their job. Gosh, I hate racist Nazi Trump supporters. Ugh. Gosh, gross. Uh, uh, they're just like, you know. Ugh. I swear, I'm never dating one again. Take care, guys.